Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back. Wrapping up hour number one. I got the hour right today. Nice. Nailed it. Off to a good start. Nice music ramp there. Thank you. Uh, we are wrapping up hour number one here on Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. That other voice you heard was Shane Schillerberg, our producer. We're brought to you by our friends at Dingman's Collision Center. We love Dingman's and their four great Omaha area locations. They've been family owned and operated in Omaha for over 25 years, and they have been voted first place best of Omaha for 18 years running. And there's two main reasons for that. A, they've got the latest technology so they can work on any make and model of your car. And B, they invest back into the community with every car repaired in their Dingman's Give Back program. Make sure you go to dingmans.com to learn more about their services, about their Give Back program, and go over and visit them to get the best customer experience you'll ever have. That's Dingman's Collision Center. Um, wanted to hop into the college football playoff here. So the rankings came out again this week. Uh, nothing changed from week nope. uh, uh, from the previous one. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State are your top four. But there's some interesting discussions to be had because you've got an undefeated Washington at five. Mm-hmm. You've got a very good Oregon team at six. You've got some blue blood lurkers just outside of that in Texas and Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really, really high-quality one-loss teams that are going to have opportunities here. For instance, I mean, obviously Penn State plays uh, Michigan this week, right? That's a right. huge opportunity for them and a, uh, a huge opportunity for Michigan to solidify themselves in that group. Uh, Ole Miss plays Georgia this week, right? right? That's a huge opportunity for Ole Miss and one of the biggest potential stumbling blocks of the season for Georgia. Georgia's got kind of a tough schedule on the way out. We looked at Georgia's schedule this year and said, ah, they don't have much, and they didn't. But Mizzou ended up being really good, so that was a a tough game. They only pulled that out 30-21. They're at uh, at home against Old Miss this week. That's Mm -hmm. the number nine team in the country. Then they go on the road next week at Tennessee, the number 13 team in the country. So Georgia's got their work cut out for them. And listen, do I expect them to finish the season undefeated still? Sure. But they've got some hurdles in their way that we didn't really see at the start of the year because I thought Tennessee would regress more than they have um, and good on Coach Heupel and them to to stay up at the top of the pack there. 
Um, but it's, it's interesting. So, like, obviously Ohio State has Michigan left. They basically have a one – not counting any conference championship games, right, because we don't know what those matchups right. are yet. Right. Ohio State basically has a one-game season left. They've got Michigan at the end of the year. That's their season. Before that, they've got Michigan State and Minnesota. Neither one of those should be issues. So, Ohio State, your number one team, basically just has to clear Michigan. Well, and I think Florida State's kind of in the boat that – Cincinnati was in a couple of years ago mm-hmm. didn't have the toughest schedule in mm-hmm. the world but they're going to come out and win the the ACC there's not a doubt in my mind that that's what happens like yeah. they, they played LSU to open the year like I don't want to take that win away from Florida State but after that they haven't played anyone yeah because Clemson was down Clem- well yeah. actually at the time they were pretty actually good. Florida State was down well yeah. they didn't have Travis yeah yeah and and Clemson was the favorite so so maybe I'm not giving them as much credit as they deserve but if you look at the back half of their season yeah they played a down Duke team and they won 30, uh, 38 to 20. I believe, is that the game? Did, did Riley Leonard get hurt in that game? No, that's the game he came back for, I believe. Okay. So and he was there for that one, but I think it was his first game back, and so he wasn't super sharp. But Duke's the second-best team they've played this year after LSU, mm-hmm. who LSU I think we kind of knocked for a while, but I think we understand they're pretty good now. Their record's probably not going to end up being right. what we thought it was going to be. Clemson, obviously, they got that win against Notre Dame last week, but they're only five and four. Duke is six and three. Yeah, VTech's not a good team. Syracuse isn't a good team. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest isn't a good team, and Pittsburgh isn't a good team. Yeah. You have Miami, North Alabama, and Florida, who's also not a good team. Yeah, so Miami's six and three, so that's an opportunity for an okay win. Uh, but but kind of what I'm yeah. getting at is, like, when I say they're the Cincinnati, they just have the easiest schedule yes. of those Absolutely. that are in the top 10 in the college football playoff rankings. So I don't see them dropping out of four because you can't keep giving them four and then just make them five if they go undefeated. So you just can't do that. Here's, here's my concern, though, is so Washington undefeated at number five, right? They've got number 18 Utah this week on the road at number 12 Oregon State. Then they've got Washington State, who's only four and five, but that's a tough team. And then they'll play, Looks, I'm guessing, Oregon again in the Pac-12 championship. So they're going to have three top 20 games mm-hmm. while Florida State has none. That's where if they go undefeated in that stretch, I could see them leapfrogging. And, and, and that they Florida could, State. but you also have to remember that Ohio State and Michigan is going to take a loss. Mm-hmm. And yes. So, so that might keep Florida State in. And that may, and that may drop Ohio State or Michigan mm-hmm. to five. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it will. But it very well But could. it could. Yeah. Now, how often do we see an undefeated team not make the top four? From the power five, not very often. Right. So if you, Especially from the ACC, who's been dominant over the last ten years, and they've won, what, like three college football championships? Uh, like, did Clemson win two or just one? Clemson won two. Two, so and Florida State won one in, in what, 13? 13. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, so uh, they've got three in the last 10. So, I mean, I, I think you look at the ACC this year, though, and you say, obviously the Pac-12 is is better than them this year. Um, the Big Ten mm-hmm. is better than the ACC and that's why I can. that's why I made the correlation with Cincinnati yeah. and Florida State. It's been a, that, so that's the problem with the ACC this year is a lot of the teams that have lifted up the conference, the Clemsons of the world – are a lot weaker than they have been. Um, Duke is still pretty okay. Um, they didn't face North Carolina this year, so that's a problem for Florida State. Um, that's a that's a schedule that doesn't do them any favors. Now, if they go undefeated, 
I, I think they get in still, right? But I do worry about because, I mean, you know, look at the strength of schedule for Michigan. Whoever, I mean, obviously whoever gets – what's going to get really interesting is if Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all end up with one loss in the regular mm-hmm. season because you're going to have a really good one-loss team that's not in the – or you're going to have two really good one-loss teams that are not in the uh, Big Ten championship game, and then you're going to have the Big Ten champion. And it's going to be really hard to keep a one-loss Big Ten champion out of the college football playoff. Right. And do they hop over an undefeated ACC, weak ACC champion? That I don't know. That's where it becomes really tricky. Washington, if they go undefeated, they're absolutely in because the Pac-12. Yeah, you got to slide them in. The you Pac-12 have to slide them in. Well, they're going to play stacked. Oregon again. Yes, the Pac-12 is stacked this year. Again, where it would get interesting is if Washington wins up until Oregon, and then they Oregon lose. wins the rematch, and then you've got a split series with Washington and Oregon. You've got these two teams from arguably. You can make the argument the Pac-12 has been the best conference in football this year. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the top half of that league has been really, really good. Right. So you're looking at. Again, it'd be the same Potentially deal. Potentially two Pac-12 teams jumping with, in there. With one loss. And you're probably you have to give only... the Pac-12 champion that spot. Yes. If, if Oregon still only has one loss. If Oregon yeah. wins, they get the spot over Washington no matter what. I know Washington I so, would make yeah. the argument, but they, Oregon won the bigger game. It's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but the, the first game was only separated by three points. If the first game was separated by 30 points, yeah. it would be completely Even different. Like two touchdowns. It's right? way different, right? But this is a moment where you have to win the big one. Mm-hmm. And they would give that edge to Oregon because yeah. that win is superior to the other. And here's, here's where the situation could get really messy. Let's say Georgia goes undefeated and wins the SEC title. Uh, let's say Florida State goes undefeated and wins the ACC title. Then you've got theoretically a one-loss Ohio State, a one-loss Michigan, a one-loss Penn State. One of those is going to be a one-loss Big Ten champion. Let's say Oregon beats Washington. You've got a really good Washington team with one loss. You've got a really good Oregon Pac-12 champion team with one loss. And you've got a mediocre undefeated Florida State team. And that would be mediocre by their strength of schedule and their conference, right? I think Florida State's good. I don't know that I, don't know that I think Florida State's better than Washington and Oregon, though. It's just hard to knock them out if they if they still I have know, the zero. But it's I mean, because here's the point. Here, yeah. Here's here's the problem. Like the point you're making isn't hey if Washington goes undefeated they don't deserve the spot more than Florida State because they absolutely do yes. based on their schedule. But it's if they each have one loss. Yes, and Florida State's undefeated. Right. That's where you look at it and, and go. You're, here's what uh, I think. Here's what I think. Ohio State has played the tougher schedule than Michigan. Right yeah. up until this point. Yeah, I think that's we fair. can decide after Penn State. Um, where Michigan falls mm-hmm. in in that in that category, but Ohio State still has that Notre Dame win, mm-hmm. right? And Notre Dame was a really good football team at the time. They've they've since kind of dipped off, but they still they're still solid. a really good yeah, football yeah. team. I, if if you look at they're still twentieth in the in the yeah. There you go. Now. They're 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 seven and three, but they're twentieth in the CFP rankings. Ohio State will still have, still have that one, mm-hmm. even if Michigan State wins against Penn State. Then let's just say Ohio State beats Michigan. Mm-hmm. So Ohio State has the edge. Michigan. And everything surrounding them. They probably get left out. They probably get dropped to five. I would think. Florida State probably stays at four. Yeah. And the winner of Washington, Oregon in the Pac-12 championship mm-hmm. jumps to three. That's how I see this happening. Georgia will, will stay at either one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could actually see them being the two if Ohio State wins out and um, – 
you know, beats Michigan in the big or in in the game before the Big Ten championship, and then boom, they're in there with an undefeated record. Ohio State could be the one. Uh, Georgia um, at two. Then I would probably slot in Washington, Oregon at three, mm-hmm. and Florida State at four. So the yeah, and that scenario it works out much cleaner. Where it would get really really messy is if. Michigan loses this week at Penn State and then goes and beats Ohio State in two weeks. And that's why I love the college football playoff conversation because there's so much changeover. There's There's, so many things that can happen. Uh, A great point made here by, is it Trav? Yeah, it's Travis. This would have been such an excellent year for the 12-team playoff to begin. It really would have (laughs) because there's there's pretty close to 12 teams that I think are not that much different than one another. Well, and it, think about who's on the border yeah. of getting in that 12. You have Tennessee, like we talked about. You have Mizzou, who played a very close game against LSU in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You have a, a good LSU team bordering at 19. It's interesting. Uh, coming up next, we've got Mitch Sherman from The Athletic coming up here on Herd at Sports Radio.